welcome to another edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast. We are coming to you, man. We definitely appreciate y'all for checking us out. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, we definitely appreciate y'all for checking out Deliberation Sports. Uh, man, I got a lot of stuff to talk about today going on in the sports world. NBA, college football, college basketball, everything is on and popping right now. So we're going to get right into it. Got the guys here with me. Of course, I'm Josh Midget, uh, Justice Bolden, Evan DeVold here with me, ready to go, fired up to get into all these topics to talk about. So without any further ado, Justice Man, let the people know how they can get and uh, follow us, uh, Deliberation Sports. They can follow us on Twitter at Deliberation SP1, on Instagram at Deliberation Sports, and on Facebook at the Deliberation Sports Podcast. We also have the Facebook group, the Deliberation Sports Community. Uh, not only that, if you want to subscribe, you can do so at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and more. Just look up yes, Deliberation yes, Sports Podcast. That's it. That's it, man. You can find it. You can subscribe and check out all of our past episodes, interviews, and uh, ramblings about sports, man. So y'all check it out. So get it kicked off here. College football is in full effect. Bowl season has been underway. But now we are just uh, finishing up the first uh, two semifinal games in college football are done. And now we have, once again, a matchup that I believe all of us predicted when we first, uh, on our first college football podcast, uh, Alabama and Clemson playing for the national title um, after the uh, two semifinal games. I guess you could say anticlimactic. Uh, Oklahoma put up a better fight than Notre Dame did. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it was not a surprising outcome. Evan, man, how did you feel about, you know, watching these two games go down? Man, if you remember on the first college football podcast, <laughs> we asked, could Notre Dame be there? And I said, uh, yeah, they'll be there, but it was just happened what happened last time. They got demolished by Bama the first time mm-hmm. in the college football playoffs, and, and they got demolished uh, by Clemson this time. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian Kelly is a really good coach. He, he's running a really solid program down there. But I, I'm going to tell you what I really think. Is the problem down there in Notre Dame. If you remember uh, when Johnny Dawkins was at Stanford, he complained so much about the academics, and Tommy America does the same at Harvard. I really think it's a system down there with Brian Kelly that has them successful a lot. They could compete with a lot of the Bamas and Clemsons as far as getting the top-notch five-star recruits, but it's hard to get in that program. Mm-hmm. It just is. A lot of guys can't get the grades to get into a Notre Dame. So I really think Brian Kelly is doing the best he can. I think his his success at that program is just a it's just an example of the system he runs. Uh because he's been successful everywhere he's coached. But it was just a, a blowout. Um Clemson and Alabama has always been the two best teams in college football this year. Like like you said at the beginning of the podcast, we said it would be Alabama and Clemson from day one. Now, that game is really not a lot to talk about. The game of the night was Alabama and Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Lincoln Riley had those guys prepared to go at Man. I think you posted this. Oklahoma just wouldn't go away. Yep. They would not go away. And it was obvious Alabama had more talent. 
But I think Oklahoma game preparation was second to none. I think they played as hard as they could. I think they executed the game plans to a T. Uh, Kyle Murray, he he aired it out a little bit. Uh, he aired it out a lot. Uh, he had over 300 yards throwing, uh, but he had 37 attempts, two touchdowns, but he had 109 yards on the ground with, with a touchdown. I mean, that guy's just a flat-out baller. It, it is what it is. Uh, that team, they had an opportunity to win. But Alabama just had too much talent. They had too much talent. I mean, they're having a top, really the number one recruiting class year in the year out in college football, and it just showed. Now I want to go ahead and get to the national championship game if I can. Okay, okay. This, this is the one we all predicted. And when we gave our prediction for national champions, I said I think Clemson would be a national champion. Mm-hmm. This part three right here, uh, gentlemen. This part three. I think if any coach, and I said this earlier, in college football could beat Alabama, it's Dabo. Dabo would have his team prepared. He's a master motivator. He know how to get his guys psyched up for a game. I don't think Clemson barely wins this game by a field goal or a touchdown. I think this is a double score possession win for Clemson. I think they beat Alabama by fourteen to twenty. Wow. Wow. It's a big statement, man, because, you know, here's the thing. I, I look at Alabama, right, and the the greatness is without question. But here's why I say, and I almost hate to say I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I do <laughs> because I looked at Bama against Oklahoma, and I saw some things, man. I'm like, you know what? They can't do some of the things they did against Clemson uh, like they did against Oklahoma and expect the same result because you're going to have a much better defense you're playing against um, when it comes to Clemson. And I I think they're going to be susceptible to some things. And I think that's why you saw, even in the celebration, um, Nick Saban, you know, he didn't look too happy. I mean, he was very upset about some things that happened. Same thing for Tua um, when he was talking to after the game. Of course, they were grateful for the opportunity to go to the national title, but they know they have to fix some things because they know who they're about to face. And I think that's reasonable to say uh, as of right now, but those things could be fixed. You know, those things could be fixed. So I, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be interesting. You give them the, this amount of time to prepare and you never know what Bama can do. So it's going to be uh, very interesting to see. But to your point, um, uh, Justice, were you about to jump in? Yeah, I mean, I, I was just going to say, uh, first off, in the Alabama game, uh, we saw what we expected uh, mm-hmm. from Alabama on the offensive side, a, a dominant 45-point performance. But uh, Oklahoma, they, they played. In fact, they outscored Bama in the second half, 24-14. Uh, to 14, and, and as Evan alluded to, they didn't go away. Put up 34 points on that uh, Crimson Tide defense. But as, as we talked about on our first podcast, I, I got Alabama winning the national championship. I know Evan is going to go with uh, Clemson. And this is a one-and-one. This is a duel right here between Sweeney mm-hmm. and uh, Saban. So whoever gets this one is, is, is the king of, of college football when it when it comes to at least this this era, even though I, I think it's hard to, to go against Saban. But uh, Sweeney well, definitely got an opportunity to do, do something big. Yeah. Hey, yeah, but go ahead, Evan. I, I want to throw in this. Mm-hmm. I love Notre Dame. 
I love Brian Kelly. I, I think they, like I just said, I think they run a good program. But but college football got this one wrong. They got it wrong, man. You can't tell me Central Florida wouldn't have been able to put up more than three points, man. You can't tell me that. Oh, Central Florida would have hung up three or four touchdowns, and and which man. goes back to my 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 previous point uh, when when we last talked about this. College football, they've got to expand to at least eight teams because a team like Georgia, who who got left out, we we know uh, they they got gave a good fight to Alabama early in the season. They they could have easily uh, taken out any any of the three teams that were playing in this. I'm not saying that they would have, but you you would have saw a, a better showing than what uh, Notre Dame. Thirty five three. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, no question. And- same thing with UCF, to be honest with you. And I think you can switch UCF Ohio out State. with Alabama. They may they may yeah. give up 45 points, but they're going to score. And uh, no team in the last two seasons has been able to stop UCF from scoring. I, I just mm-hmm. think they, they got a raw deal to go undefeated for two consecutive seasons and to find it where it's difficult to, to get home and homes because who wants to play Central Florida? If you go down there, exactly. the stadium is rocking and you know you're in trouble. So uh, I, I just think – College football, unlike college basketball, is is about the elites, and uh, there's not any parity, and and most teams don't get an opportunity to have a one game scenario where they can pull off a, a, a big upset, and uh, we continue to see the same thing over and over again. It's, it's really also because teams like Central Florida, man, they play so hard. Uh, you can even throw in Ohio State out there, man, uh, who they were in the talks as well. Um, those guys really don't get the, they don't get a legit shot. They 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 really don't. And college football has to find something. They they have to find another method, man. Fourteen playoff is not enough. I agree with Justice. At least throw it to eight. Hell, I'd like to see sixteen, but it'll take too long. Well, I mean, look look at it. Look at the two teams you got out in the Rose Bowl. Uh, matter of fact, I got tickets. I'm going to give them away uh, for tomorrow's game. But you got Washington and uh, Ohio State coming out here. Ohio State easily could have been in the top eight. Uh, yeah, Washington yeah. Is, is probably knocking on that door. So th- there's so many good teams in college football. But when you just break it down to four and then we pick or, or we got a body who picks who they choose, that's where, to me, it's just unfair. They're, they're not playing it out on the field. The conference championship games, they don't mean a lot unless you're competing for the national championship. Other than that, it's just really bragging rights. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I, I, I'll get this to both of y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, this method better? Or would you compare? Or would you like the BCS computer system better? Uh, neither. Neither. I, w- I want a minimum eight and maybe 16 teams. So I, I yeah. want to see the uh, the conference championship game eliminated. And instead, at least you could take the top eight or top 16 teams and put them in a scenario because uh, even if you got to take take a game away from the regular season, instead of playing 11 regular season games, you play 10. And then that way, you're going to go three rounds. What's that? Play 11 instead of 12. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, but – Let's go three rounds of uh, championship football. So you go to Sweet 16. If you win that game, you're in the Elite Eight. You win that Final Four national championship. I would like to see something along those lines. Uh, but you definitely got to go to eight. Four is not enough. We're just picking picking who our favorite team is. And unless it's two teams coming out of the SEC, uh, most conferences don't have a chance uh, to, to get in there. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to do it, at least have a platform where the best play the best. And then you let it let let the chips fall where they may at that point. 
You know what I'm saying? Let let the best, let a UCF player, you know, like you said, Alabama or Oklahoma. If you want Notre Dame to try to prove themselves, let them try to beat uh, one of these other teams we're talking about, you know, uh, Ohio State or Washington. You know, let, let, let's let really see who the best is instead of this. Basically, um, you know, it's almost like a country club type thing, man. The, the elites can only get in, you know, and sometimes not even the elite as far as the best on the field. It's the elite as far as name recognition and who they want, what fan base they want uh, to sell tickets. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 crazy because you look look at it now. You know Notre Dame. People have been people have been trying to force feed Notre Dame down our throats for years as this power. You know all the the mystique, the 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 mystique, all this crap. You know about Notre Dame, and they haven't won a bowl game in I don't know how long. Is it going on almost what twenty years? Something like that. So, I mean, at some point the mystique's got to be gone. Yeah, they went twelve and zero, but let's look at the schedule. They don't have a conference, you know, as much as people want to say conferences matter, power five. They're not even in a conference, you know, and that then you use that excuse to not have UCF in there. So make it even. And then you still sell tickets. People are going to, those fan bases are going to support. And um, you get a fair champion that way. So hopefully that ends up happening, you know. But now um, I don't know if anybody got anything else on that, but I do want to. Uh, so we got a few minutes here. Get to another topic in the college football world, which kind of surprised me uh, when seeing this. Coach uh, Mark Rick of Miami, of course, you know, longtime Georgia coach as well, is retiring um, after the seven and six season uh, with the Hurricanes. Seems like he just got there. He's retiring. I didn't hear any signs of this beforehand. Um, Evan, what, what do you think about that? Did that surprise you? Well, it didn't surprise me because if you remember uh, directly after the bowl game, uh, Miami Athletic Director put out a very telling statement, which is basically saying what's going on with our program right now is unacceptable for our standards. Yeah, I did hear that. So, it, I mean, if I'm Mark Rick, if I'm pretty much set for life, I'm not dealing with depression next year. I mean that. I mean, so in, in, in that aspect, it doesn't surprise me. I'm a Miami Hurricane fan. Okay. Okay. All right. I wasn't a fan of bringing in a guy who could never win a big game at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Because what you told me with that hire was you just want to get back to being respectable. And that's what Mark Rick, that's what he brings. He's a really good coach, but He's not a big game winner. He's not a saving. He's not a dabbo. He's a nine to ten win coach every year. And that's not acceptable for Miami football. It's not. So I'm going to tell you a name. Of course, you're hearing Bush Davis might come back and, and all that. But I'm going to tell you a name that I heard that and, and I've got word that he is a official candidate. Okay. And you guys might laugh at it. <laughs> but Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan. Oh, man. Is a candidate for the Miami football job. Here's why I think that'll be a good hire for Miami. And you guys probably don't agree with it, but I'm going to tell you why. When you go into a recruit living room, you have you have to be able to sell water to a well. You have to be, you have to be charismatic. Miami's going to sell itself. Rex Ryan fit the bill for both of those guys, for both of those points. 
Every player that ever played for Rex Ryan said he's a player's coach. Recruiting won't be a problem for him. He struggles on the offensive end. He's a hell of a defensive coach. Hell of a defensive coach. But he struggles on the offensive end. If he could find a way to go get him a really good offensive coordinator, and that's in the agreement when they hire him, I think that would be a really good deal for Miami football. You know, I can't lie. I've always thought that Rex Ryan would be a great college coach. I can't even lie to you. And then you – know, <laughs> hey, hey, Josh, he had me when he said uh, sell well to water. I'm already – Yeah, it, water to a well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, water to a well. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Evan, man, we got to make a book of these quotes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That, that you give us. <laughs> but that's, a, that's another story for another day. But honestly, man, I really think Rex Ryan would be a good a good fit for that because you look at Miami, it's it's kind of like a, a glamorous school, you know what I'm saying, with their reputation. They're, you know, going back to back in the day, you know what I'm saying, and they, I think they always have wanted to get back to that, you know. Um, and I think Rex Ryan would be, the, would be a good fit for that, man. He would love the spotlight. Ain't no telling what he would do down oh, there. Oh, oh yeah. He, he, he loves it, man. So, I think, and I agree 100% that my only question would be his offense because his style is not very conducive to the style. You know, it's not a sexy style, so to speak, you know, that would, uh, that sells tickets or nothing like a Memphis or anything like that. I mean, but he think about even, if he could possibly go get like a, a, a guy like a Charlie Rice. Who's a who's an old time uh, New England Patriot offensive coordinator? Was the head coach of Notre Dame? Think if you could go get any University of Kansas. Think if you can go get an offensive coordinator like that, and he's controlling the defense. You know he got that down pat. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that won't be no bad hire. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I didn't know if you guys agree with me on that or not because a lot of people don't like Rex Ryan because he talk a lot. Contrary to anything, that's the reason why I like him. So, I mean. I, I, I think it'll be a good hire if they did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You gotta have it in you when you when you're coaching uh at that level. And I think Rick Ryan got it. So uh I, I think Miami that you gotta swing for the fences if, if you're trying to not just compete, not just be good with you what you got with Mark Rick, but if you're trying to compete for the national championship, I think you gotta swing for the fences. And I'm gonna tell you the last thing on that is that I really think Mark Rick was probably a stopgap anyway. I think they just wanted to at least get respectable again. Yeah. You know, because they weren't even at that level. You know, they were bad. And he got them to, you know, a good point. They were ranked um, at some points, you know, and then they, they racked off a bunch of losses kind of inexplicably, you know. Um, but even last year, I, there were more expectations heading into this year. But I think, you know, at least you're on a better ground now for the new coach to come in and to try to start something special again now. Hey, fellas, I know we're on football. I don't mean uh, on college football. I'm going to say something about NFL. Man, Jim Harbaugh might get fired if he loses this game, man. Uh, Cleveland got the ball fourth and 10 at Baltimore 39. I mean, you're probably looking at a 56-yard field goal with a minute and six left. Uh, Cleveland down two. Baker Mayfield threw a strike down for a touchdown uh, earlier to get it within two. Man, if, if Cleveland wins this game and Pittsburgh get into the playoffs because they just beat Cincinnati, Man, Harbaugh might be on the staff in Michigan with his brother. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, I, I'm not sure. Dude. I don't know what just happened. Uh, okay, it looks like it looks like he's gonna pull it out. It, I, I'm not in front of my TV, but okay, uh, that yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The, the the Browns did some stupid. They went for ten instead of going for a fifty-seven yard field goal. I would have went for the field goal. Man. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And then you know, I know people are talking about Greg Williams potentially being a head coach for Cleveland uh, full time, but I don't know about that, man. As a matter of fact, we talked about Lincoln Riley. I don't know. Could he reunite? With his boy uh, Baker Mayfield, I don't know. Lincoln Riley is a hell of a coach, man. He's big time, and he proved it to me last night. He really man. did. Hey, man, if you remember the time we're here about three weeks ago, and I, I said, man, I'm a huge Lincoln Riley fan, man. You did yeah, say yeah. that. You did say that. I, I knew you were gonna pat yourself on the back with that one. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna let you do it. You know. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 man, and he's young, man. He's yeah. young. He's young and he has a. I mean, uh, think about it. If you can get a guy, man, do you understand how lucky Bob Stoops was to have a guy with that type of offensive mindset next to him? Man, perfect, perfect heir apparent. Perfect, perfect. It it was really a Jimbo, um, Bobby Bound situation. Yeah, F- exactly. He was exactly. always going to be Bobby Bound replacement. It was just when, when he was going to leave. So. I mean, he's coming right in, really like Jimbo. Jimbo came in and made instant impact. Hopefully, he don't fizzle out uh, within four to five years like Jimbo did. But he's definitely starting off hot, just like he did. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening, man. But very interesting. And the NFL is going to be interesting uh, with these playoffs, man. There's more and more things are falling into place as the Ravens. I know we're talking college football, but this kind of goes along with what we're talking. Are now the AFC North champions. Um, who would have thought Lamar Jackson uh, would lead a team to the playoffs right off the bat? Yeah. A, a little bit other news, man. We talking about Lincoln Riley. We say he could he could potentially be a NFL head coach, man. I, I would say his name would be out there. The Bucks, the Buccaneers' job. We were talking about Jimbo, uh, James Winston down there in Tampa. He, he's going to be looking for a new head coach. They just relieved their head coach of his duties. Oh, yeah. That, that's not surprising. I almost wonder, are they willing to put up with Jameis anymore? Well, they came out today and said that he will return as their head coach. I mean, not their head coach, their starting quarterback next year. So, whoever comes in, uh, the GM has already said Jameis is going to be the starting quarterback, which I think he needs one more year. I mm. really do. Yeah. I think he needs one more year. If he doesn't succeed next year, uh, you might have to look in another place. But right now, uh, Tampa Bay is looking for a new head coach. Green Bay hasn't hired one, have they? they they're still looking for one. Nope. Right? They're still looking. Exactly. They're still looking. Lincoln Riley, Aaron Rodgers, wouldn't that be something? Um, some serious. Definitely, man. But, um, man, I think that's going to do it, man, at least for this uh, this segment of the show. I know we got a lot more to get to. We'll get to some NBA. I'm sure uh, Evan's anxious to talk about his 76ers. You know, Justin, those, those red hot seventy sixes. Yeah, those red hot, uh, <laughs> red hot nine uh, seventy sixes. <laughs> you know, but uh, I can't wait to get into that one. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, you know, they they still, you know, people looking at them, man, is hey, are they for real? They're on the way down. I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> They're on the way down. <laughs>
Okay. Who, who have they not beat? I'm out of jeans. They're on the way down. We're talking about We're going to save it. We're going to get into it, man. But y'all stay tuned. This is the Deliberation Sports Podcast. Josh Midget, Evan DeVoe, Justice Bolden. We'll be right back. podcast coming to you man we definitely appreciate y'all for listening as i always say man uh we got the career justice bold and evan DeBold here not to get into some nba action um a lot of stuff to talk about man it's interesting time uh in the league right now got a lot of a lot of storylines to get to first thing i want to start right off the bat you know uh it's, it's been an ongoing thing we talked about on this show I just want to get get right to it, you know, because I know I know my guys got the answers I'm looking for. So, all right, you got you got the Philadelphia 76 right? And things have not things have not uh, necessarily been going that well with them uh, as of late. Uh, Jimmy Butler and company seems like they just can't get it down um, with, with what they got going on, man. But I'm going to start with somebody I know knows all about this. Um, I'm going to start with Evan DeVoe, my guy. What what say you about you? the team you had to win the NBA title, you know what I'm saying, uh, the Philadelphia 76 how, how, how you feel? I feel like they still won. Number one, I didn't have them picked to win the NBA title. <laughs> I didn't have them oh, win the NBA okay. title. I do okay. have them coming out the East still. I'm not falling off of that. Um, Still. Yeah. Look, one thing about it, man, in an 82-game season, two weeks ain't going to make or break your season. It's not. So, when you look at their next few games, they got Portland. That's one of them. They got the Clippers. But then they have the Suns, the Mavericks, the Wizards back-to-back, the Hawks, the Knicks, and the Timberwolves. Mm Mm-hmm. We could be coming on here two weeks from now, and they could be the number one team in the East. I mean, you got, it's you just, got a point with that. They're going to lose tonight to Portland, man. They're going to lose at Portland. You want to put them on it? They're going to lose at Portland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, but here's my thing. All right. Here's my thing. And I want you guys to listen to this very carefully. All right. The games, the two or three games, that Jimmy Butler did not play. They lost. They lost. And if I'm Jimmy, I'm just sitting back. 
This is why you came and got me. This is why. This is why, because when I before I came, we were eight and seven. Wasn't even in the playoff picture. Since I got here, we're about 10 games, 11 games over 500. And if playoffs start today, we got home court advantage. Now, Evan. What? Jimmy just played Boston in the overtime game. Man, I don't care, Justice. Jimmy Butler was minus 13. They lost that game. You know I ain't the type to go with these numbers. <laughs> I'm just saying. You two shits about that. This is a Dude. team that's 6-10 and 10 on the road. I could a lot of those losses were before Jimmy. Just you can say whatever you want to, man. That's it. You 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 can say whatever you want to, man. So what? They lost to Boston. A lot of teams have lost to Boston. So just because they lost to Boston, that mean they won the worst teams in the NBA. No, they one of the better teams in the NBA. Wilson Chandler is finally starting to uptick, though. He did have five eleven in that game. That's a guy I talked about. I said if Philly's gonna be what they need to be, Wilson Chandler's gonna have to be that guy since he's in the start. Uh, it ain't that first time. I mean, they right there. They right there. I, I don't see a problem with what they're doing. To be honest with you, um, I think that Wilson Chandler, like you said, is picking it up. Um, Jimmy Butler is the piece that I need to see them have to take off. I think they're still kind of finding each other way uh, with the new core. But I'm, I'm blind with Philly, man. I, I, it is what it is. They're six and four in their last ten. Now, I'm going to say this. Jimmy Butler, I I, I got to respect him. I, I think he's the modern-day Stephen Jackson. He hadn't gotten into any fights or anything like that, but I, I think if something goes down, he would. He would swing. So, uh, I, I, I got to stop hating on Jimmy Butler, man. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm coming around a bit. The guy's got the four in the last ten. We're acting like they're two and eight. Well, six and four puts you about middle of the pack, just a bit above. In today's NBA, seven and three, eight and two stretch. That's what's gonna get you there. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at, at some of those wins. They they beat the uh, the amazing uh, Atlanta Hawks and the, the Charlotte Hornets. And, yep, and they beat the Toronto Raptors too by twenty five. The night before they beat one on one. Yep, the night before they lost to to the Celtics in overtime. So if we're gonna talk about the Celtics loss. We gotta talk about their Raptors win. Well, in that case, let's talk about Milwaukee right now, who's eight and two in their last ten, one three in a row. But we ain't right talking about Milwaukee. We talking about Philly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Philly's fourth, Philly's fourth in the in the East right now. Yeah, that's what they're gonna say. They, they right there. They right there. Hey, I'm gonna tell y'all this, and I'm gonna leave it alone. The team that finished fourth in the East last year ended up making it to the NBA Finals. I rest my case. You talking about LeBron and, and the Cavs? Yeah, the, the guy who y'all call sorry. Yeah, him. Wait, I, I've never called LeBron James. Nah, sorry. I mean, that. yeah, yeah, yeah he may be a flopper. Y'all yeah, he so bad about the best not player. Not okay. He he doesn't yeah. want to guard the best player on the other team, but I, I wouldn't call it sorry. No. No, nah, he, he, he ain't sorry. He's an, all, he's an all-time great. I mean, why would you no, guard the, you, you, he, he can't guard the best player on the floor because he always he can't guard himself. But see that that's that's what Steven Jackson was talking about. He was saying Michael would guard the best guy. Kobe would exactly. guard the best guy. If somebody's exactly. giving you 50, I'm gonna go guard him. LeBron is not gonna go check James Harden. No, he gonna that's, he that's, gonna he, that's what I got an issue with. He's gonna grab Lonzo Ball and tell him to go guard him. And then you know after he gets killed, 
he's he gonna be like JB JB Bickerstaff in the post game saying, Man, I don't understand why we can't play D. You're the best <laughs> defensive player on the team. Exactly. You know, why he you know, he he who 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 uh who walks with a glass of, of red wine, you know what I'm saying, to the game? Like who who does that, man? You it's not even a bottle. He got a a, a glass, he walk into the game to sit down and watch. What 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 type of stuff is this, man? Come on. It's the, it's the new NBA, man. I guess that's what it means. LeBron James worth four hundred and fifty million dollars. When you worth that much money, you can come in, walk in, whatever you want to. So if he wants some red wine, let that man drink his red wine. It, it obviously is working because I tell you what, the Lakers minus LeBron James last year was a twenty-six win team. Literally, all they've done is add LeBron James. That's all they've done. Yeah, and I, I, if I. If I remember correctly, they were in quite a slump before LeBron got hurt. No, they weren't. Uh, and they're considering continuing that slump, if I'm not mistaken. What, what do you consider a slump? Losing to the Memphis Grizzlies at home? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, but like a week or and a half before then, they just smacked the Grizzlies about 30 in their house. And you're talking about that. They lost that game to the Grizzlies, but bounced right back and smacked the Warriors. No, I, the Lakers have been playing well as of late. I was really just poking at them. Uh, the thing I'm impressed about when I look at the Lakers as mm-hmm. of late has been Lonzo Ball. He's starting to, to – yeah. he's not Jason Kidd, but he's starting to push the rock in transition. That's what I Big wanted baller. to see from him. Uh, he, he actually outplayed De'Aaron Fox, even though they lost to the Kings. Uh, he, he played De'Aaron – outplayed him in that, in that match. You know, LeBron James, that game you win. 12 assists, nine assists, 12 rebounds, nine assists. I, I do agree. If LeBron plays in that game, you you probably win, but because nobody, but once again, would he be guarding uh Bogdanovich? Because he he just went to work who on the lane. Who was he to LeBron? That's that's the thing. That's if, the point. No, nobody on the Lakers with LeBron could guard Bogdanovich. He was getting whatever shot he wanted to. When we talk about yeah. Bogdan, uh the step back game winner on uh Tyson Chandler. He put work on them, folks. Defensively, I think is where the the Lakers are their weakest without LeBron, and and so this period is going to help these guys though because we're seeing Kuzma emerge and we're seeing Brandon Ingram kind of distance himself. I think he's the third guy at this point. I think Ball and Kuzma are the untouchables on this roster when you really look at it long term, because Rondo yeah. he's he's off injured and and he's more so on the tail end of his career. I'm also liking what I'm seeing out of Zubac. I, I didn't know he could play like that. Yes. Me I can't lie. Zubats. Yeah. I'm going to ask y'all this. And just straight up with y'all. And I know this is a little off topic, but do you expect a deal to be made with the Lakers before the trade deadline? Or do you expect this now, to be the roster? Are we I talking about Anthony Davis? Just period. Like, just period. A splash. I think a team like New Orleans would be proactive to go ahead and move Davis That'd to a Lakers true. and go ahead and get Brandon Ingram because otherwise you're going to risk losing Davis without anything in free agency. So I, I think they should look to make a deal. And if that's Davis's, uh, Anthony Davis's preferred destination, I would go ahead and grab a Brandon Ingram because I do think as the primetime guy, Brandon Ingram could be a 20 to 25 point per game score. But I just think he needs a little bit of push in order to do it. And maybe L.A. just isn't the right city for him. And honestly, Ingram is not the best fit around what they got right now, to be honest with you. You know, because you got Kuzma and LeBron 
and guys like that. I just feel like he, he's almost like in the way. He's got too much gold in him out there. Just he got, He's got too much goon in him. I think he needs to go to a place with some other tough guys. <laughs> it, there's a lot of prima donnas in L.A. You know, you got uh, Lance LeBron. You know, he, he's more worried yeah. about about uh, his uh, his dance after he makes a shot. I, I just don't think it's the type of team he's going to thrive on. He needs to play with some with some tough man, guys. Man, Le- Lance Stevenson and LeBron are swing on. Man, come on. Wait a minute. When the last time Lance Stevenson got to a fight? Come on, keep it real. I'd have played against dude. I, I know he I know he I, I know he got some goon in. Well, that, well that's Lance just, just crazy. He got I was crazy. About to say, you you talking crazy and goon. That's that's a little bit different story. <laughs> and you know LeBron had got into it with anybody for real. Yeah, he ain't never had no All right, let me ask you, Justice. Would you be willing to get into a ring with a dude who's six nine, two sixty? Solid. I ain't nobody to run up on dude. Hey, I'm swinging first. So, <laughs> so, I mean, if I if I don't knock him out, then, hey, you know, I'm going to try to get some distance. Y'all think Draymond Green is a tough guy? I, no, I think Draymond Green is, is will fight if he has to. But I think he's, he more falls on the on the fake tough guy. I will put him in the fake yeah. tough guy category. Honestly, I do. I do, too. Even though I agree with everything he said to KD, but I, I think he's kind of fake. All right. Fake, tough. All right. Let, me, let me ask y'all this, then. All right. All right, wait, wait, wait a minute. Who's your all goon team? Your all tough guy team in the NBA right now. If you had to take five guys, who, who, are there five guys with? right now? You that you got to go to the alley guys with. right now? Yeah, that you got to go to the alley with. I got to pick three first. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can find three <laughs> to let alone five in the league right now. And and I think that's that's one of the issues. There's no Tony longer... Is Tony Allen still in the NBA? Is he still on the roster? No. 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 No, now now Zico oh, is Zach Randolph. That's one. Yeah. Um, is, is Reggie Evans still on? Oh, you know what? I'll take Montrez Harrell. I'll take him. Man, we gotta take Brandon Ingram because he actually small. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take him too. <laughs> oh, <sure. yeah. laughs> but that's one instance. It was off hit though, but he's small. No, no, yeah. I was about to say Brandon Ingram. He he gonna do that on on the weekend. <laughs> Yeah. Here, here's my question with you guys. Y'all on y'all mm-hmm. on the Sixers. Okay. That's fine and then. I'm gonna let Justice go and get his little praise out the way right now though, because I'm coming for him after this. Well, look, the through, Denver, through 35 games, the Denver Nuggets have uh been the NBA's best. Uh, <laughs> they lead the Western Conference. They they've beaten just about any team they faced off and uh Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. One of those guys has got to be on the all-star team. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be Jokic because I think he's definitely a top five center in the NBA. And, uh, I mean, he just continues to get it done. Points, rebounds, assists. But Murray is their closer. He's the guy that goes and, and gets buckets, gets to the free throw line, a physical point guard. Uh, he's, he was slept on coming out of his draft class at Kentucky, a one-and-done who came out of Canada. Canada continues to produce great guards, uh, just great players overall, uh, not – not counting Andrew Wiggins and uh, Anthony Bennett, but uh, I, I like I like Denver. The thing we haven't talked about with them is they got a ton of guys out on injury in, in the reserve. So you talk about Gary Harris, you talk about Will Barton, you talk about Michael Porter Jr. who hasn't played a game yet, uh, Isaiah Thomas who's on the injured list. They got some guys who are out. Paul Millsap. If you told me those five guys wouldn't play this season and they would still find themselves on the top of the West, you'd say I'm crazy. But that's where they are right now. So I, I think you got to give praise uh, to the coach for what he's doing 
and uh, yeah, Mike it, it, that's, that's Mike Malone. Yeah, so he he's got him going. He got a raw deal out of Sacramento, but he's he's got a good young group of guys that I think are only going to get better over time. Yeah, yeah, just, just so you uh, can't argue with that. You hear dead silence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah man. You were done. <laughs> I, I didn't know he he was checking on Jimmy. You know, <laughs> I was making you done because I wanted to make sure I had the floor when it was my turn. Okay, okay. Yeah, the floor is yours, sir. Man, what's happening with these sorry seven nuggets is exactly what I thought would happen. Their their lead in the Western Conference is shrinking day by day. They're six and four in their last ten. You know, at the beginning of the year, they were going nine and one and eight and two in their last ten. Guys are figuring it out with them. They're figuring it out. This team is overrated. They caught a couple guys slipping uh, with all those injuries. You know, you, you probably came in thinking it was going to be an easy win. And to, to, to Nogovic and, and Jamal Murray credit, they, they stepped up and played their roles. But I guarantee in two weeks, this won't be the number one team in the West, and then a down spiral will follow. A down spiral will follow. I told you guys at the beginning of the year, when Justice kept coming on here, Nuggets this, Nuggets this, Nuggets this, Nuggets that. Man, we've seen this team before. In Denver specifically, we've seen this team before. A team with no true superstar. They just play ball that might get you 45 to 50 wins. But guess what? They ain't going to do nothing in the playoffs. We've seen this team before. We've seen it. So what we're seeing right now, teams are beating them. Teams are beating them. They seem invincible. They seem invincible at the beginning of the year. No more. I told you guys, towards the all-star break is when teams start clamping down. Okay. What was gonna happen? Hey, I'm gonna hit you with this. I'm gonna hit you with this. All right. Let's go over there. Next ten. All right. They got the Knicks. That'll be a win. They got the Kings, the Hornets, who are not bad. They got the Rockets, who are finding their way. They got the Heat, the Clippers, the Suns again, the Trailblazers, the Warriors, the Bulls. I wouldn't be surprised if they were six and four and five and five in that stretch again. If they do that, you'd probably drop the third or fourth in the West. Because if you look at the standings, remember they had a three or four game lead on everybody. Yeah, they only got a half a game lead on the Warriors, and they only got a one game lead on the Thunder. They're one game ahead of being in third place. They're two games behind, three games behind the Clippers, and the Clippers played them soon. Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, and the Rockets got them soon. They're right behind them, three and a half games. So let's not let's not say, hey, these guys are this, these guys are that. No, nah, man, that ass finna get taxed in a week or two. I guarantee you, we come on this show in two weeks. They will not be the number one team in the West. Okay, so let me ask I, I still got them in the Western Conference Finals. They I still got them in the West. That's fine. But let me ask you this. If they fall to a four seed, you think they can beat the Rockets? Rolling the way they're rolling right now? I don't think Wait, so. Wait, now, so the, that would be a four or five matchup? Yeah, the yeah. Rockets are nine and one in their last ten. They're figuring it out. They're going to be right there. Now. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I think they can beat the Rockets. Because they've got big guards they can put on uh, James Harden. And he's going to tire out in the playoffs. He's done it the last three seasons. 
in the last game, in their elimination game. That's a great point. James Harden just doesn't show up. Why? Because he's dribbling uh, 300 times a game. No player in NBA history has been able to dribble that much in in the playoffs and get it done. I'm going to tell you why that's not a good point. He tired out last year in the Western Conference Finals. This will be game – this will be the first round right here. That will be a first-round matchup. He tired out three weeks, almost a month into the playoffs. I think after he goes up against Jamal Murray for a series, he's going to tire out. Don't let you ever compare Jamal Murray to James Harden. Are you crazy? That's oh, not I, I, I'm not comparing him to him. I'm saying that James Harden doesn't play defense first off. So who, who who's he going to guard? He ain't got to guard him. Really. All he got to do is, hey, cook him in the kitchen, baby. That's all he got to do. If they put James Harden on Murray, he's going to kill him. Okay. Murray's going to kill him. Okay. Chris Paul is done first okay. off. So, so Houston, Houston without Chris Paul, I don't think they can do much anyway. We saw that last year in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I agree. With with, with Chris Paul, they were they were one game away from taking out the Warriors. Without yeah. him, it, it was a thirty piece. They got a big a Jack Hurdle's chicken dinner. They got a big guard right now who's producing nicely within that system in Austin Rivers. They got a knockdown shooter in Eric Gordon. Austin Rivers is an underrated pickup for them. They got a knockdown shooter in Eric Gord. They still got a knockdown shooter in P.J. Tucker. We know he steps up in the playoffs. Clint Capella, he's going to give you something in the playoffs. Also, uh, uh, Chris Paul don't have to give you 35 to 40 minutes in the playoffs now. You got a solid backup on Mr. Rivers. Rivers is a, is a solid pickup, but he's not Chris Paul. I never he's said, not Chris Paul. I never said he was Chris Paul. What I said was he's going to be a solid backup to Chris Paul. With, with the yeah, way the Rockets see, are currently constructed. James Harden is going to have to do everything for them in the playoffs. Okay. It was a little bit different when you had when you had Paul who could bring the ball up, take pressure off of him. I'm just not sure they could get it done without Chris Paul. With Chris Paul, I like them to come out the West. What is without Chris Paul? Him. The season, or, or not, not to come out the West, but to get to the Western Conference Final. Is, is, is Chris Paul out for the season or something? Uh, I, he's got a grade three hamstring tear. I mean, you're talking about him for the season. That that that's bad. Look, Look his hamstrings hey, are done. His hamstrings you know, are done. He tore his hamstring last year in the playoffs. He's done. He's you done. know, with a guy that old and an injury like that, it's gonna linger, man. And see, here's the thing, right? Because I, I get what both of y'all are saying, but I'm leaning, I'm leaning a little toward justice on this one, man. You know, especially with the matchup, Houston and Denver. I just feel like, man, more weapons. And then you talk about with those injuries. You talk about when Denver starts to get healthy, and those guys coming back, you got multiple scoring <laughs> options as well. And that's going to that's going to mess it all up. That's going to mess. That's going to mess it up. When all those guys return, that's really that's when they're really going to hit rock bottom. Because you got you're going to mess up a rotation, and they're going to be trying to fit in the other guys. But I, th- that, I think uh, I think Mike Malone's a smart guy. They've already been successful with Millsap and Harris in the lineup. So, really, to be honest, all they would be doing is just bringing them back, and also Will Barton, who has been they with that team as they've they, they, they grown with them in the lineup because they haven't been to the playoffs with them in the lineup. They haven't been successful with them. They've been mediocre with them. So, when you add those pieces to a group that has been successful, you add a, you add pieces to you add a group of mediocrity. Because that's what they've been. To pieces that have been successful this year, but I think it was just more so youth. I mean, you got Murray who's still on a rookie contract. Uh, you got Harris who's still on a rookie contract. 
you finally got Barton, who signed a deal this past summer. And then, if I'm not mistaken, Jokic is still on the rookie contract, correct? Man, those more excuses than a hook in church on a Sunday morning. But they're just young guys. They're just young guys. That ain't got nothing to do with it, man. The NBA is a produced right now league. Right now. Well, right now, they're the number one team in the West. In two weeks, they won't be. Hey, but right now they are. I, I, I'm just using your words, man. You said right now, so no, no, hey, no, 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 no. Hey, look, you gonna an excuse for those guys. If that's the case, youth would have been an excuse for the Philadelphia 76ers last year. Those guys are young. It was an excuse for the Sixers. No, when they got to the second round of playoffs. Well, well that, I, I think it, I think it was it was more of the reason why they didn't go deeper. No, well, it, that, it, it's widely assumed that once uh, their coach was to this season, they would take that next step. All right, Josh, let me ask you this: right. you, you think Mike Malone is a pretty damn solid coach, right? Yeah, no question. If he was coaching Philly last year, do they beat Boston? Yes or no? Ah, uh, probably, man. I'm telling probably. you, man. Brent Brown is terrible, dude. He is terrible. And then you got Brett Brown and Jimmy Butler, and it's just. It's just a bad combination, but we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll tell you like this, Brett Brown, he he, he might let us free well that man if, if he pulled that crap he pulled in the last year, <laughs> and that would destroy that team uh, without question, man. But we'll see. It's still a long season. I'm gonna tell you all this, okay? Real quick, you know, because I want to get some college basketball as well. You look at the top of the East. And the top of the West, right? You got Milwaukee, Toronto, Indiana, Philly, just with the top four. Then with the Western Conference, you got Denver, Golden State, OKC. You got Paul George kind of playing like an MVP candidate, at least right now. And we'll see if that continues. And then the Clippers, probably the best coaching job that Doc Rivers has ever done. Yes, sir. Uh, so far uh, right now in fourth place in the West, the Grizzlies have dropped all the way out. Uh, and that could, I could do literally an entire show on, on that. But when you look at the top four in the East and the West, do you think it's going to be that way come the end of the season? I, no. I, I think that, I think things, things will uh, shake out now. In the East, uh, probably so. So if you look at it right now, Milwaukee, uh, Toronto, they're tied at the top, and then Indiana, who is – Evan, uh, that was one of his sleepers during the offseason. They've yeah, done really yeah. well as of late. Thaddeus Young, you know, he was a uh, player of the week in the NBA, the Memphis uh, native. They've been 8-2 and two over their last 10. They're, they've won four straight, which is the longest winning streak in the in the East. So I think they're a team, to be honest, that's capable of coming out the East if all things uh, go well. They're only one and a half games out of first. So Boston right now is in fifth place. Uh, they're four games back. I don't see that changing too much. I think those other teams are, are – are, just ahead of uh, Boston right now. So I think in the East, it's going to remain the same. Now, when you look at the West, that's going to change. Uh, only three games separate first from uh, fourth place, or or in the case of third place, it's only one game. Denver, Golden State, Oklahoma City, and the Clippers. That's your top four right now. I think Houston is going to end up in that top four probably by the, by the time the weekend is over. Uh, Houston's won four straight. They're nine and one over the last ten. They're the hottest team in the NBA. So uh, I definitely think you're going to find them in the top four. Outside of that, the only other team that I think could crack their way in would be the Lakers. But that's going to really depend on how long um, 
LeBron James is going to be out. So if I had to make a bet, I would go with Denver, Golden State, Oklahoma City, and Houston. Those are going to be your top four teams. I'm not sure, sure which order that's going to fall in. Uh, I would hope that Denver doesn't fall to four. I don't want my Nuggets to have to be in a four or five matchup. If they get really? to that two or three seed, if they can get to the two seed, they yeah. are the team in the West, I think, along with the Lakers that are capable of taking down the Golden State Warriors in a series. Remember, you heard it here first. The Lakers or the or the, the Denver Nuggets can take out the Warriors in a series. They're built to beat them. All right, all right. Evan, what say you? Well, we don't got to worry about the Nuggets being number two because they won't be. They'll drop out the top four, and they'll be on the road come the playoffs. Because I'll I tell you why. Golden State is finding their niche. They're going to be okay. They're going to be there. They're, I don't think none of us have ever said Golden State weren't going to be there. I just think we all said teams aren't scared of them no more. Oklahoma City is surprising. Seem like they're playing better defense. Yeah, it's amazing. That is shocking the hell out of me. But shout out to Billy Donovan, man. He, he knew he was on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, he might have went back to his Florida days because his Florida teams actually were really great defensive teams with Joe Kim Noah and Corey Brewer. So, yeah. I mean, he, he's probably stressing defense to them guys saying, hey, you want to be one of the NBA elite or you want to keep getting your ass kicked in the first round? Look like they're deciding to play defense. I don't think the Clippers will stay there. Doc Rivers is doing a heck of a job. But uh, that, that team won't stay there. They're four and six in their last ten. If you remember a couple weeks ago, I told you guys Houston was going to get it cooking. All you guys kept saying was, they don't play defense. They don't play defense. Look, man, that team got too much talent. My top four in the NBA West would be and this is no no order, okay? Go to yeah. state, OKC, Houston, Lakers. That's oh. my So you got the Lakers coming in there. Now four and six in their last ten. Okay. What's going to change? Because here's my thing with this. LeBron is going to be back healthy, and we all know about the all-star break is when he starts turning it up. My and this is not official to me, uh, but I, I still feel I don't think Magic is going to let this season ride without a trade. I don't. And and I was I was getting to a point when I asked you guys that. I don't think Magic lets this season slip away without making another move. So I think that the Lakers, and we heard them trying to get in with Trevor Reese also before he was dealt. So he's shown that he's already trying to make moves. He's shown that. That won't be the same roster by the end of the year. Now, in the East – I'm going to tell you guys, and I want you guys' opinion on this. All right. Toronto is starting to really, really, really look – they're looking kind of vulnerable right now. They've taken some losses against some teams lately. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They've taken some losses against the Magic. They lost to the 76ers by 25. They've lost to the Nuggets. They lost to the Trailblazers. They haven't been looking too good in the last two weeks. Kawhi was thought to be real happy. We haven't heard anything, you know, from him, literally. But, you know, it seemed like his camp is really talking. Well, you're not going to hear anything from him. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean if, you, if you look at uh, Fox Sports 1, I mean, Chris Carter seen in his whole camp. He knows mom and daddy, cousin, everybody. So it's always his camp talk. He hasn't said he was happy in Toronto one time. 
Not one. Look, I mean, has, if he has, said he was happy, it would be the first time he said he was happy in his life. I mean, the, the guy, he doesn't say anything. We don't, we don't know he, what Kawhi Leonard thinks. When he won NBA Finals MVP, he talked and he seemed happy in San Antonio. But what I'm saying is, it'll be interesting to see if that thing kind of down spiral. Yeah. That, that's something to watch. But Very much so. I agree. My top four, I think it remains the same uh, in the East. I think Milwaukee drops out by the end Whoa. of the season. And Boston mm. gets into the top four. I said it to begin with um, at the beginning of the season when Philly made that trade. I said that I think uh, Boston will find their rhythm and get in the top four. I think uh, Milwaukee will fall out of that top four and they will be on the road to start the NBA playoffs. I tell you, to me with Milwaukee, I mean, Giannis has to do so much. You know, if anything, it makes sure. And that he's yeah. done. He's done it. Yeah, but he's done it it in the 35-game stretch. He's not even halfway home yet, bro. Well, what we do know is this. They got a superstar in in Giannis. Uh, You got a guy who I really think is probably a borderline all-star, Chris Middleton, in terms of – he's the J.J. Reddick of the East. I mean, he he goes out and really shoots the ball. You got Malcolm Brogdon, a big guard who got some size. Uh, They're a pretty good team. They're a pretty good team. Uh, I'm just not sure. Who who would be the the quote-unquote – Third guy from Milwaukee. The coach. That's where that's where they, things kind of go go awry because you got Eric Bledsoe. George Hill was a solid pickup for them, and and Brooke Lopez has been pretty good this year. Uh, I think people are overlooking him, but you got a legit center who's been an All Star in the East. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's expanded his game similar to Mark Gasol. I think they got enough veteran guys where they're going to be there uh, down the stretch. Okay. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see, man. But it's I'll tell you one thing. No matter how it goes, the playoffs are gonna be real interesting in both the East and the West, uh, when it comes down to it. And you know, we talked about the East and how we thought initially that things were gonna be a little bit better than they are. I mean, outside of the top five, I don't think anybody cares about Miami or Charlotte or Detroit or Orlando, anything of that any of those teams. Only their fan base. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, there's no real interest in the rest of that. Field, so now, Josh, I I did want to touch on one thing because it, it's yeah. I think we we got a, enough sample work to try to make our, our predictions on the rookie of the year and and who are the the top five rookies so far. Luca <laughs> just put Paul George on skates. I know that much. Oh, <laughs> uh, Luca, yeah. I mean, did Atlanta make a mistake by not taking Luca Doncic? <laughs> If the way he just did Paul George, ankles got to be <laughs> man, Luca. That's a smooth dude right there, man. And I, I think people saw footage on him and didn't realize when he was crossing people like that in Europe that those guys were actual pros and that he was yeah. going to continue to do that because this this guy is six eight, but he's got the step back. He's he's got the handle. He's got the floater. There's really no part of his game he doesn't have. To be honest, athleticism is the only thing that. You could probably point out maybe some lateral quickness, but with the ball, it, matter of fact, he gave it to James Harden one game. I, I, yeah. I just couldn't believe it. That dude there, he he's the real deal. You know, I mean, I, honestly, James Harden on defense, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, hey, that's your boy, man. You you got him. You got him uh, taking the Rockets deep. So with no defense, 
I didn't say he'll take the Rockies. <laughs> I said I think they'll have home court advantage in the first round. Oh, now I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with I that. Think, I think I'm telling you who my Western Conference Finals is going to be. I've already said that. That's going to be Lakers, Lakers Warriors. Well, hey, look, anything can happen. You know what I'm saying? Well, anything can happen. Anything must happen for, for that to be the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Top to bottom, who do you think will knock them out there? Because to me, it's not, it's, not, it's, not that, it's not that crazy to think that could be a possible Western Conference Finals. No, I mean, I mean to be honest, if you, I just said it, the two teams in the West I feel that are capable of beating the Warriors in a series are, are Denver and the Lakers. I think both teams, when you look at the personnel, they have those interchangeable pieces, whether it be it's big a, guards or wings yeah. that can defend. So uh, in all seriousness, when you look at the Lakers, even if they do keep Brandon Ingram, he can defend someone on the court, whether it's Clay yeah. or whether it's uh, KD. Yeah, everybody, everybody, you can switch off. Kuzma is is a legit six nine in his own right with a seven foot wingspan, so he can yeah. guard anybody on that floor. I just think the Lakers, to be honest, they're they're probably the only team in the West when you really look at it that are more athletic than the than the Warriors in terms of being able to get up and down the floor. So I'm gonna tell uh, you something. Yeah. Honestly, it's one thing, and I talk trash about LeBron and the Lakers, but. And I still don't think they're going to the West Coast Finals. But all that being said, I, I've always felt like they were a tough matchup for the Warriors. Length, athleticism, just like Justin said, man, interchangeable defenders. Lance Stevenson, you know, uh, Ingram, Kuzma. Then down low, you got some, some shot blockers with JaVale McGee, Tyson Chandler. Rondo you know, defense. Rondo. Rondo. Well, really, yeah, Rondo and, and Lonzo Ball, that's just, that's oh, chaos. Oh, oh, Rondo crossed somebody in that game against the Warriors. I think it was Quinn Cook. Yeah. Oh, he hit him with a, with a, uh, a bop, bop. He actually led them once LeBron went out. Because yeah. they got it down to one point. Hey, but guys, guys, I definitely want to get back to that, uh, that rookie of the year conversation. So, is it mm -hmm. safe to say that uh, it's Luka Doncic and everybody else? Yeah, if Jaron Jackson doesn't get in the game, um, you know, it's, it's Luka and everybody else. So, wait a minute, uh, Josh. If you think if Jaron Jackson was playing Luka Doncic type minutes around 30 minutes a game, that he would be right there uh, in the conversation for best rookie? I absolutely think he would be, without a question. If they get – well, I'll put it this way. If he's playing those minutes and he gets the ball, because I, to me, I see everything you need to see. With him, other than the fouling, which I think he's gotten a little bit better at, you know, um, everything is there, man. And the the need is there as well. Because if the Grizz, whether they realize it or not, that the, the, the big two days to me are just about over with Conley and Gasol. I mean, it needs to at least be half Gasol, half Jaren. Well, we got to have not, Evan touch on this because I know in the past he's, he's uh, defended J.B. Biggerstaff and his usage of, of Jaren Jackson. Uh, Evan, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, that at least are you still seeing the same thing where where he's managing it correctly? Man, I thought we were talking about the rookies. We we we, we are we are talking about the rookies. We're talking about the rookies. We're talking about the greases. This is critical to Jaron Jackson being among the conversation for best rookies. No, it's not. saying that he's not getting the minutes. Hey, 
even if he got the minutes, he wouldn't be putting up Luka Doncic's number or DeAndre Ayton numbers. I don't agree. I agree because the kid is going until he learned to move his feet and stop fouling at a high rate. He's going to keep himself out of games. Also, that was that was the situation in Michigan State. Also, the kid fouls at a high rate. He is such a talented kid. But that is the next step in stone. Honestly, that is probably the only other step in stone uh, uh, along with getting a little bit more upper body strength that he has to fight through. Ironically, though, he's not fouling out of these games. He, he He's, he's in mean, the game. Look, with, you, 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 you're getting four or five fouls in 24 minutes. You play him 32, he's going to foul out. I just find it odd that uh, he sits the bench in certain games and then he plays – the minutes in the fourth quarter against the Lakers, 27 points, uh, game winner on LeBron. But then you come right back and, and you're playing against uh, – who, who, who did they lose the last game to? Uh, the Celtics. Oh, the Celtics. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he has 15 points pretty much in the first half and doesn't play in the second half. I, I just I, – I can't figure that part out. I, I answer your question. <sighs> there you go. There you go. JB, I can't defend you no more. I don't know what you're doing. Oh man. I haven't I haven't been knowing what you're doing. I was just riding with you. <laughs> it's pretty bad, bro. Um oh, man. substitutions kind of kind of remind me of y'all remember how David Fisdale came in trying to play young and we yeah. and fast. And we knew that wasn't never the way we were gonna win because we're gritting around for a reason. He just finally, the light bulb clicked and said, hey, man, I need to go and play Zach Randolph for Tony. I'm hoping that's what happens with JB. But all signs point to that not happening. I I, I don't know, JB, man. You're you killing me right now. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. I've been bagging JB because I know how Memphis gets as a city. Yeah. It's four or five games that were blown off of substitutions. Easily this year. Easily. There's another four or five games that could have been lost off of substitutions, but we just got lucky and hit a big shot towards the end. One of them was Jaron Jackson in Brooklyn. Yes. So I mean we're we're what 19 to 18 right now, 18 to 17, something like that. Yeah, 18 to 17. They're 10th in the West. This thing could easily be five or six games on the five hundred. If, if some of those shots don't fall. So, to me, he's not doing a terrible job because if you still came to me 35, 36 games to the season and say, hey, Grizzlies will be on 500, I'll probably laugh at you. I'll say, nah, man, because this time last year we were preparing for it. We were tanking. Tank them now. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think he's doing a terrible job. He's not doing a good job either. I'm going to tell you that I've always felt like I don't think he's an idiot. You know, I, I've never thought that's the case. Um, I think he knows basketball, but I just don't. And I've tried to see what is it. I just don't know. I mean, is it this bias against rookies that a lot of coaches is like an old school mentality? Yeah, but it's stupid because the NBA is a rookie's league now. Yeah. It, it just doesn't make I'm, sense. I'm not so sure if he had Luka Doncic that he would close with him. I, I, I don't understand it. Well, well let's, 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 let's not have Luka Dunches is just LeBron James out here. He got some flaws, too. 
Like, I understand the kid's doing well and he's averaging 19, but there's a kid down there in Phoenix named DeAndre Aiden. He's averaging about 17 and 11 himself. No, but the thing that separates Luka Doncic from other players is he is a big game shot maker. And uh, I mean, he's the guy that wants the ball. Did you see that that play against uh, in their last game where Dennis Smith froze him out and Doncic turned around and looked at the bench? It was it was an opportunity for him to get a game winning shot. Dennis Smith passed him up and didn't get a shot off. Buzzer goes yes. off. I, I think Dennis Smith is going to get traded off of that. Yeah, that, that's the is. power of Luka Doncic. It is. I mean, Luca. Man, y'all, my damn mind if y'all think that that much power. Hey, who is he? Just, just mark this down. This is December thirtieth, hey, five thirty-five p.m. Let, let me ask you this. Desk. Let me ask you this. You're saying he's the next Dirk in Dallas? I think, I think they brought him and, and kept Dirk around with the the plan to transition out. Dirk is going to retire at the end of the year, um, and this is mm-hmm. this is. Doncic is the guy. I think he's good, man, but yeah, and I'm not saying he's the next Dirk because they're different players. Dirk was a seven footer. He ain't good uh, enough, but people traded. Dennis Smith is going to get traded. I, I, I mean, you can you can book that because so Evan, you don't you don't feel like he's the white LeBron, uh, the 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 great white hope uh, as as some have. Have dubbed him as well. But typically, the the great white hope was for this podcast. We have put Luca and LeBron in the same season. Like, I understand. That's 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 disrespectful. Look, but honestly, though, I can't knock. I didn't think Luca would be this good. I really did. Right off the bat, I really did not. I didn't. Um, And and he he looks like I think he's on. All-star level player, I do. Anybody who said thought he'll be this good is a little. Because yeah, he, he's better than his fans thought he would be. You see what I'm saying? He, yeah, he's better than his fans thought he would be. I don't – what I like to see is multiple years in the NBA. How many times have we seen guys be good in their early years and then fade away four or five years later? Y'all be like, hey, man, whatever happened to you-know-who? I like to see multiple years of production. Does he show all signs? I mean, sometimes you just look at him, you're like, whoa. But I'm not sure if he's able to get people traded. Not yet. I don't think so. And look, honestly, I like I like Dennis Smith Jr. He's so, uh, I like him too. I, I don't think they're gonna coexist though. I, he, I think Smith is gonna be traded. Yeah. And that's why I think he's gonna get traded because you got two think, two, al- two alpha males that want the ball. Dennis Smith yeah, is not exactly. not really a distributor. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he doesn't get traded. So but, hold on, let me ask you this, Dennis. Smith, I know we, go I know we're gonna want to get to college basketball too. Here, uh, go ahead. We're not probably. Man, we, we you yeah. know what we we we're going on almost an hour. We we probably have to separate that out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so look, so look, your top two rookies. Jackson, Doncic is number three. Aiton. Who, who? Hold on, hold on. So let me ask y'all this: As of right now, y'all think Jaren? Let's say no order, no no particular order. I, I put Jaren ahead of him. I say that over Doncic. No, not over Doncic. No, mm. over Aiton. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Hey. 
And Aiton's good, man. But, I mean, he's on a better team. And, you know, there are some things about Aiton. I actually, I actually expect him to be a little better. Dude, last night against Denver, man, the man had 33 points and 14 rebounds on 16 to 20 shoot. He's averaging 17 and 11. It's not bad. You know. Those big boy numbers. Those are those are big boy numbers. But we 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 go ahead and close. I know we over, man. You gotta watch the Titans get beat. So, <laughs> see, I, I knew I knew a shot was coming. And my guys, first of all, tighten up. Second of all, I'm sick of Andrew Luck. I mean, this dude just threw a crazy touchdown. I feel like something something ain't making sense, man. But we we gonna be all right. We got my man Blaine Gabbert out there. You know what I'm saying? He's he's gonna shock the world tonight. Hey, Justin, we're going to we're gonna have to send the police uh, to do a welfare check on Josh in about two hours, man. Be on standby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'm going to tell you. I ain't saying nothing about the Raiders today. All right. Hey, man, we've been, we, we were done with General Group, man, so I'm good. <laughs> all right, man. Well, either Wendell way Carter. goes. Wendell Carter. He, I, I got him in the top five. Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter. Yeah, people are sleeping on him in, in, in uh, Chicago. He's been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I got to put Trey Young ahead of him. I put Colin Sexton ahead of him. Uh, who's this other kid? Uh, True, Colin Sexton, man. He just got that dog in him. I, I like that kid, man, even though he did uh, Penny kind of dirty, but that kid averaging 15 a night. Honestly, and I love Penny, but I kind of like that. He dog pennies, you know. Look, you ain't out there to make no friends, man. Out there to win. Yeah, and if I'm Jay, you know? any dude who tell my dad that I'm trash, his neck is taking off the neck play. I'm done. I'm done with that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, but that's a whole other thing. But I'm gonna throw another rookie in there before we go. Is a uh, Corcos. Y'all know who that is? Plays for the Brooklyn Nets, averaging seventeen eight and a block. In 35 minutes over the last three games for the Brooklyn Nets. The name is Rodion's Caroose. It's, it's yeah. a 6'9 Latvian. Yeah, he's averaging 13 and 6 over the mm-hmm. last seven games. And, and shout out to Justice, man, because last time we was on, he he said Brooklyn was getting it together there. They're 7 and 3 in the last 10. He actually said Brooklyn would be a team to watch out for to sneak in that eight spot, and he ain't lying. Uh, that they, that they're they're putting it together. They they're they're actually seven to three in the last ten, and they got the cooking right. They got one of the best benches in the NBA. I think Spencer Dinwiddie had thirty seven off the bench in one. Yes, Dinwiddie is a yeah. flat out baller. Yeah, I don't know how time. the Knicks let him get away. He's big time. I'm gonna tell you something else. Um, Jared Allen, uh, that big man that keeps blocking guys at the rim. I mean, he blocked Giannis. A Giannis dunk. He brought LeBron trying to dunk on him. He blocked Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. So you got an elite rim protector down there. So yeah, they got they got something nice, man. They, they're kind they're of finally bouncing them. back from that awful trade where they yes. gave all those picks to Boston and pretty much set Boston up for a potential uh, title down the road. The this Billy Knight. Oh man, good grief, man! But. That uh, let's anybody ask anything else, man. I think we've uh, we've run through the league uh, quite efficiently, and um, I think that's gonna do it, man. So justice, 
hit the folk up. Let the folks know how they can catch up and uh, listen to Deliberation. Follow us on Twitter, Deliberation SP1, Instagram, Deliberation Sports, and on Facebook at Deliberation Sports Podcast. We also have the Facebook group, Deliberation Sports Community. In addition, they can subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor Podcasts, and Spotify. Just look for Deliberation Sports Podcast. That's it. That's it, man. Actually, and I, I saw him looking it up. Specifically, just look up Deliberation Sports. And when you put those two words in there, you'll find this, this direct exact one. And I just subscribe and check it out, check it out, check it out, man. But that's going to do it for us uh, on this edition, man. we got some more coming up a little bit later on. I'm going to talk about some more things. But got caught up, caught up in the NBA bug debate, man. But a lot of great stuff uh, we talked about, man. And uh, so from Evan, Justice, and myself, Josh Midget, we will see you all uh, when we see you next time on Deliberation Sports. <laughs>